must see destroyed, safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan! Oh, buddy! <laughs> Hello there. General Kenobi! Kenobi! That's why I'm here. Because of Obi-Wan. Kenobi is all that matters now. Is that understood? Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Welcome to the Chase Ascendancy Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Chase Ascendancy. It's episode 88, y'all. And uh, I'm excited. We are, man, I paused there because for the last like six weeks, Samuel keeps going, we made it. Every single know, time we see the, the episode from you. I knew you were waiting for it. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> episode 88 never um, my next move very very cool yeah that's true uh so we're excited we're going to talk today about the finale of obi-wan kenobi and um what we'll try to do is get through this episode in 20 to 30 minutes and then we can spend another however long just on our thoughts on the series since it's all wrapped up now um <clears throat> so uh let's go ahead and jump in we're excited. It was uh, super, super fun. So if you're new, thank you guys for tuning in. Please like the channel, subscribe, um, and turn on your notifications so that whenever stuff comes out, you get notified. Um, but besides that, let's just get into it. So there's a way that we review everything. Uh, it's five categories. And if you are not new to the podcast, you know how it goes. If you are new, this is new to you. So number one, we have our overall thoughts. This is where we talk about the uh, what Blast Points podcast calls the chunky bits of the episode, uh, which is, you know, the nitty gritty, the hungry man soup. Uh, and the number two, we rate the episode on a scale of one to 10. Number three, we give a standout moment or moments, things that just made us go, Oh my gosh. Um, so we're going to be there for a hot minute on this episode. Uh, number four, new characters. And then number five, what's next, which is where we'll kind of transition to the review of the season. If we think there's room for a season two. Cool. Uh, so, Let's jump into it. Overall thoughts, uh, gentlemen, I guess I'll start on the far, uh, I guess far right uh, is Adam. So Adam's been super, super uh, bummed because the last couple of times we've been recording, he was <laughs> supposed to be with us and regular life got in the way. Uh, so Adam, give us your overall Stupid thoughts on this episode. Regular life. I know life is dumb. <laughs> um, overall thoughts. Um, I could put it into two words and I would just say, holy crap. Like, I oh, just, yeah. I, during that last episode, especially, like, I, I think I was like, whoa, like, 
three or four times and I was just blown away. But overall, like I, I think they did a fantastic job. I think that, that Disney did it justice. Could they have added more stuff? Could they have made it a little bit longer? Sure. But in the short six episodes that they had, I think it was fantastic. Hmm. Totally. Samuel, what did you think about the finale? You you watched it a little bit later than the others of us. Um, yeah. We did a live watch party, and me and Adam were actually watching together. Um, we did one of those three, two, one press play things. And uh, <laughs> so we did that, and uh, I was doing a live watch party on the channel so that people were watching with us. We had about anywhere between three and six people at a time. Um chatting things like that it got the chat got so quiet for those 40 minutes or whatever yeah, uh because everybody's just like this but um but uh adam we were on the phone via discord and each other's headphones so it was cool because we were watching the same thing at the same time converse <clears throat> conversating while we're waiting to get different uh live broadcast software up and running so we can be on, on the screen at the same time long story mm -hmm. short same had to watch a little bit later than us so what were your thoughts stupid regular life um right i loved it i <laughs> it, i had to wait like all day i was working till like nine and then i came home and cooked dinner and then i was like all right let's hurry up nice like we'll do the dishes afterwards you know i'm just gonna we're gonna watch kenobi right now right and i was just so invested the entire time i remember i we got 10 minutes in and i was like how much time do i have left and, and i paused and she's like what's going on i was like i just need to see how much time we had left so i knew like i could mentally prepare for you know, if I've got to get ready to like, let it go or, you know, if I'm like, all right, I've got, you know, another 40 minutes is okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was here for it the entire time. I loved it. Everything I got to see, I loved. I, I have zero complaints actually. I, I feel, I feel fulfilled. Beautiful. Even if we don't get a second season at this point, I think it's fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, I really, really am clamoring for, a book of Boba Fett season two. I'm clamoring for solo two. I'm clamoring for, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like what I like more, if they announced it, I'm not going to be like, Oh, this is crap. Like I would totally right. watch it. But on the flip side, Obviously I am very, watching it. exactly, exactly. I am very at peace and at rest and satisfied mm -hmm. with what we got. If that makes sense. Definitely. It's one of, it's that yeah. moment where you sit down and you eat something and you're like, man, that was pretty good. I'm still a little bit hungry. And then you sit there for five more minutes and you go, no, no, that was enough. Right. It's a rare moment, but I'm it does satiated. occur. <laughs> I'm satisfied. Yeah. That's right. um, I think Solomon wrote, uh, satiate my heart with apples for I am sick of love. Um, That's not where so... I thought you were going with that, actually. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. We're staying out of the Song of Solomon today, guys. That's a different podcast for a different day. Yeah, that's um, that's but Proverbs. Overall thought, uh, I loved it. Um, it was awesome. It was it delivered on so many things. There were so many things that we were like, they better do this right with one episode left. And they did. And I remember us talking after the episode, you know, one and two came out the same night. Even episode three, we were like, okay, so we got some sick Vader action. But we've only got three episodes left for the whole season. And I really, whenever we were done at three in the morning on Wednesday morning, I was like, I'm happy with that. I can rest. So, um, okay. We'll start with Samuel on this one. Scale of one to 10. You gave three and nine. You gave five a nine point. No, no. You gave three a 9.5. And you gave five 
a 9.7. So what is this? I think we found the elusive tin. I think what? we found it. I got really? so much that I wanted, man. I got so much that yeah. I wanted. I I we I mean, oh my god. You never we've never seen the force used like that live action. Ever, right. ever, yeah. ever. And I get to see it from my favorite Jedi. Like right. I would have to be and even though, ridiculously and even though... entitled to complain after all of that. For um, even if Vader's not like your go-to favorite Sith, he's on everyone's mm-hmm. list. Oh yeah, you know sure. what I mean. Sure. Like there's some there's some people that um, if you grew up with the prequels, right? Luke Skywalker is less likely to be on your list. If you grew up with the, um, and he's up there on a lot of people's list. But what I'm saying is, there's generational characters. You know, there's not right. going to be a lot of original trilogy fans that are die diehard Ray people. It's just not or Kylo even. Vader transcends all time and space. He lives outside of the bubble in the four dimensions we live within. And so I agree. I thought it was really good. Adam, scale of one to 10. What'd you give it? Hear me out when I say this. Um, No. We're just talking about just the finale, correct? Yeah, just just the finale. finale. Okay. I'll give it a 9.8. Come to your house tonight. I'm I'm still... I don't know. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I'm still feel like this should have been dragged out a little bit longer. And that's the only reason that I, I would give it that. Yeah. Okay. I would give it a 9.8 because I feel like, like not just the episode, but like just the the series in general, I felt like it should have been at least 10 episodes, personal opinion. Right. But that's just me. But if I could have watched 10 episodes, episodes, yes. Am I satisfied with six episodes? Absolutely. I I yeah. I, th- I think they. I wish the, I could for the say story I was, they wanted to like... tell. For the story they wanted to yeah. tell, it would be hard to do that for ten episodes without people being like, "Oh, that one's filler." I'd be like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. I think I, I had yeah, somebody maybe. say like one of the episodes was filler, and I was like, "What do you think? The what do you, is that like your appetizer? What's your what's your steak?" You know, like yeah, right. I don't understand right. how you think that's filler. If that's filler, man, I want to see the good stuff. Um, that's funny. I I think Tim maybe would have been too much for the story that they had at at heart. Um, but yeah. yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, I'm I'm a glutton for Star Wars, so obviously I want more <laughs> all yeah, the time. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we got a ten from Samuel. We got a nine point eight from Adam. I'll give it a nine point nine. And the point one is because I wanted Owen to blow Reva's head off with a shot, sawed-off <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> you can ask Adam. We're on the live, and people are watching me. There's literally people from across the country watching me, and I'm I'm yelling, "Shooter, shooter, killer, um, blaster, blaster!" I just I, I just like I like that idea. I thought it would be yeah. a really cool tie into Legends. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but the the Vader Obi Wan story was at like a twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that mo- so we have a 10, a 9.8, a 9.9, simply because of Owen not killing her with a sawed off. But if Reva shows up in other material and really does a fantastic job, I thought Moses Ingram as an actress did a better job the further the show went on. I Definitely. Agree if, she, if she got a little you more know? depth. Um, it's, it's and the it's, highest I rated said this last episode time. on IMDb. It's an 8.6, which is actually like ridiculously high for IMDb. Yes, it is. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. Okay. I think the so, top rated movie of all time is like an 8.7. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Look it up. 
No, I'm pretty sure that's right. I was looking at the top 250 the other day just for fun. I'll look, though. Wow. Anyway, continue. Okay, so um, we've got our um, thoughts. We've got our rating. Let's talk about standout moments, and there's a truckload of them. So oh, yeah. the first um, the first little bit of the episode, for those of you who you've seen it, but you need a recap, um, maybe you haven't seen it, so you're coming back to listen to this. Um, but basically, we're leaving episode five. Um, Reva's been left for dead on Jabim by Darth Vader and the Grand Inquisitor. And the path, along with Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, have escaped. But their hyperdrive is isn't giving a hundred percent, and they're right like the the Empire and Darth Vader's personal Star Destroyer is right on their tail with the Grand Inquisitor and Darth Vader on board. Um, and so there's a <clears throat> moment where they get hit again right at the beginning of the episode, and it's like frick, dude, like we can't we can't win for losing, like we can't even putz along. I do appreciate though that it got shot and they didn't do the drain their fuel for two and a half hours like the last jedi they just got over with it and they left um i like the last jedi that's one of the weakest plot points in star wars is this we're running out of gas um so obi-wan realizes obviously vader's on the ship he's the one that he wants he takes off and it just hits the fan for there on for about 35 more minutes so what were y'all's, I mean, there's no limit. What were some of the moments that just blew your mind this episode? I don't know where even to start, honestly. Um, goodness gracious. The whole Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, actual rematch. Cause I, I don't know if we can consider episode three a rematch at all. Um, right. This, this like actual rematch where, you know, Kenobi and Vader fighting and Vader, you know, basically changes his tune about Kenobi where he said, you know, the years have made you weak. Now he's like, your strength is returned, you know? And, Dude, uh, the line was so sick because he says, your strength has returned. And then he goes, but the weakness still remains, bro. I don't, I don't know if Adam was saying to Timbuktu. That was insane. bro. I don't know right. if he was, if obviously Adam's watching his screen, but I'm sure he's like kind of looking up at the live as well. And when he says the weakness still remains, I was like, <laughs> Dude, I was so freaking like, oh my god! Because we yeah. we always see, um, you know, Vader's always the hammer and everybody else is the <laughs> nail. That's always what we see. We don't really mm-hmm. get the intellectual like conniving. The, Darth Vader in this episode, I said it in three, I more so in five, and more so in six. He's like the most evil we've ever seen him on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure, just conniving, just hell bent on getting to Obi Wan Kenobi doesn't give a crap about that whole ship full of kids. He could care less. I, what I really wanted was I really wanted for him to be like, you chase them grand inquisitor and Vader leave in his tie advanced. I know he took the Imperial shuttle, but it would have been cool for him to take the tie advanced. I think down to the reason he did that is because it looks more menacing for him to walk off of that shuttle than it does for him to like climb out of a cockpit of the tie. Right. Right. For sure. See, exactly. Um, yes. So the rematch. Um, so they call it. Let me, let me touch on this for a second before I move over to you, Adam, and get some of your thoughts on these moments. Okay. They called this when they were hyping it up. The hype train was on full steam. Woo, woo. And Kathleen Kennedy said it's the rematch of the century. 
Do you agree it was the rematch of the century considering the duel that we got in episode three on Mustafar? Uh, depending on what, yes, I, I could say yes to that. Yes. I loved it. I, I would say yes, just because it's like, I don't know if the choreography or the swordsmanship was quite on par with the battle of the heroes, mainly because the battle of the heroes went on for like 15 straight minutes, but the amount yeah. of power that we see in this duel, like we, that's it's unprecedented. Like the amount of just like actually relying on the force. And I mean, anybody can do hand to hand combat. You can have bounty hunters do hand to hand combat for like 15 minutes, you know what right. I mean? But seeing what, you know what it reminded me do, of, it was like, uh, you know, when you're in any kind of leadership, some of the seminars you go to, whatever they talk about constructive criticism and how to give it and things. And they talk about a crap sandwich and a crap sandwich is, uh, you tell somebody, wow, you're doing such a great job. Here's one thing I would change. Yeah. Well, you're doing mm -hmm. a great job. It's like yeah. good, bad, good. And in Attack of the Clones, Dooku and Yoda are going at each other. And it starts with force abilities. Mm -hmm. And it's just back and forth. I'm going to break this stone. I'm going to move this stone. I'm going to throw Sith lightning at you. I'm going to catch it. Put it in my back pocket for a rainy day. And then Count Dooku goes... It's obvious that our knowledge of the force is blah, 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 blah. And we can't be, our, our power can't be determined by our, by our knowledge of the force, the force, but right. by our skills with the lightsaber. And he has the cool freaking curved blade. And that's when Yoda does the cool Western, you know, draw or whatever. This was even better than that, dare I say, because you had the knowledge of the force, the skills with the lightsaber, or I guess it started with lightsaber, then it came with. The force. the force. Then it came back with lightsaber. Then it had force again. It was just nonstop. Like you had freaking uh, man. man. The moment that was uh, obviously the weakness still remains. Crushing Obi Wan. That was sick. Um, Obi Wan using the path and the training and the um, the calling the whatever you want to call it that the force has given him to protect the future of the galaxy by protecting Leia and, uh, and Luke coming to the forefront of his mind where he doesn't fall dark, but uses that to just send his power level in the light through the roof. We've never seen that before. Really? Right. Like, you know, when Ray pulls that shuttle out of the sky and it ends up exploding because of her lightning, it's right. kind of like, her natural bend towards the dark is exposed because we find out that's Palpatine's granddaughter. But right. for Obi-Wan, it was like the most powerful display of light side energy for the purest reasons. It was so powerful. And then they do a shout out to the fan art of Obi-Wan from a new hope where he's holding up the, the blasters, blasters with the force. Yeah. But instead of blasters, it's freaking boulders. Yeah. Um, one of those boulders. Dude, it was so sick. And I love that he's like, you know, when you're trying to do something, but you don't want to let go of the remote. So you're like let, holding the remote with these two. He's still like, got his lightsaber your, in this little Yeah, he's finger. like, he's just got his lightsaber in his little finger and he's just throwing the rocks. That was freaking sick. I thought that, that the power. vulnerability shown by him stabbing Darth's lightsaber, uh, chest plate with the butt of his lightsaber yeah. was freaking sick. Oh my God. Yeah. What did y'all think of the reveal, the, the face reveal? Oh, dude, I think it was so powerful because it's I mean, I you see the mask and I think it's the whole <clears throat> thing that makes Vader menacing is the fact that you can't connect with him as a person because his face is removed. 
but then you, you know, remove that aspect. And now you have this person again, who happened to be, you know, arguably Obi-Wan's best friend of all time, you know, I literally his his brother, the vulnerability there is, I think, I think it couldn't have been done otherwise. It's the only way to do it. In that aspect of of the vulnerability, I loved that you could hear Hayden's voice, but then you could also hear the the Vader mm-hmm. voice too. That that kind of transfer back and forth, just so right. that you could see the 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 contrast between the two, but yet they're still all one. If that makes sense, and mm-hmm. I, yeah. I loved it. I thought they did a great job with that, dude. I thought it was so good, and I thought that um, there were and right in that moment, there were about three <clears throat> or four moments from the original trilogy. That me as a hardcore fan, but especially the original trilogy diehards were like, don't screw up the original trilogy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, oh. they already have to live with um, Leia in episode six saying, I remember my mother, but she died when I was very young. And I was like, yeah, like 12 seconds old. Right. You know, like they already have that weird thing going on. Right. But and obviously you can say that, you know, the force gives her memories or I don't know what, what the heck, but there's I'm sure there's a way they can explain it. But um, there was a few lines. That it was like, how's this going to work? How's this going to work? Like, it can't, you can't deny some of these things. So one of them was, um, one of them was, uh, at last we meet again, Obi-Wan. When last I saw you, uh, I was but a learner, but now I am the master. Mm -hmm. And then, so when we, obviously we saw that with Mustafar. And then when we saw the fighting that took place in episode three, where uh, freaking Darth Vader was dragging him across the George Foreman grill out there in the desert, okay. you know, putting him on raking bacon him setting over the coals, as it were, literally raking him over the coals. Um, it was like, OK, well, that that doesn't work. You can't do that. You know what I mean? And yeah. so then you have this moment where Obi-Wan uses this surge of power in the force to protect the chosen ones in his opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's crying. And when he says only a matter of uh, a master of evil, Darth, I was like, why would he call him Darth? Mm-hmm. And then when he looks up and he sees Anakin's eye and he goes, Anakin, I'm so sorry, bro. It broke me. Yeah. It broke yeah. me so bad, dude. I was I, like, I, I didn't I want to these. look up at the screen at that moment. And he and like, just as almost like wiping his eyes, you can tell he's tearing up. And I'm just like, bro, I mean, it was, dude. it was definitely a compassionate moment. Like you could tell how, how really he's hurting. sorry he felt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How, how yeah. hurting he was. I mean, it was, it was unreal. And you know, in episode three, there's the moment where, um, <coughs> where there's a moment in episode three where Anakin says something. I can't remember what Anakin says, but Obi-Wan says, well, then you are lost. And it's out of anger. It's yeah. like, why don't you, you're so freaking dumb. Why yeah. would you not listen to me? Why don't you trust me? Why would you ever trust Palpatine? He's a, he's mm-hmm. a freaking evil, obviously. But Obi-Wan's so frustrated. Well, then you're lost. And then this one, he says, um, I'm so sorry, Anakin, for all of it. I'm sorry for all of it. And all these emotions from rewatching the prequels before the show started, just finished Brotherhood by Mike Chen, where they're like the best friends ever at the end of that book. Um, it talks about Obi-Wan knowing about Anakin and Padme, but letting it run its course because he has to trust him because that's his best friend. Um, all this powerful stuff. And then he says, when Anakin says, You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. And yeah. then he goes, well, then goodbye, Darth. And I was like, oh. 
happen. Yeah. What's Dude, crazy was... is that like you think Obi Wan's gonna find this sort of inner peace, a la Kung Fu Panda two, but he ends up getting this closure from Vader himself. You know right. what I mean? That it's right. like Vader himself that releases him, and it's almost like this beautiful, like full circle. It's almost backwards of what you would expect. You know what I mean? That the person who brings him all this pain and anguish would be the person that, you know, releases him to kind of follow the course that he needs to follow to rectify things. But I think right. it was really, really cool to see it in that way, because I don't know, I think it really shows the unique nature of their relationship mm -hmm. that it's, you know, how, how messy their relationship is and that it like, it's not just cut and dry. It's like hardly even just like a gray area. Like everything's touching, everything's overlapping. There's the guilt and there's the anger and there's the hurt and it goes both yeah. ways. You know, it's, it's like just all so the stages of grief in Obi-Wan's eyes for like five seconds. And I then know. he's like, okay, it is. And he says, well then I can't remember if he says my best friend or if he says my brother, but he says, I think it's brother, but he says, well, then my brother is truly gone. Goodbye. I think Darth. he said friend. Um, he says my, oh yeah. Friend. Yeah. My friend is truly gone. Goodbye, brother. Or goodbye, Darth. And I was like, oh, frick. And then, um, which made me sad, too, because it rectifies some of the moments between uh, Anakin slash Darth Vader and Luke in episode six. Like, there's mm -hmm. that moment there where uh, uh, he says, I know that you're my father, Anakin Skywalker. And Vader says, that name no longer has any meaning for me. And he says, uh, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. And I was thinking he was pissed. Like when I'm thinking about revenge mm -hmm. of the Sith, you know, but there's that moment where he's like, I'm sorry. And if Anakin would have turned, Obi-Wan would have helped him turn right there, but he mm -hmm. didn't. And he said, I killed Anakin. And he goes, well, then my friend's truly gone. And so that was sad. And it makes me feel like the gut punch of Luke saying, well, then my father is truly dead. That mm -hmm. probably feels even worse. in episode six, hearing it from Obi-Wan, you know, 15 years prior, whatever the timeline is, and then hearing it from your son, like the person who was most important to you other than Padme, and then the only child from Padme that you know of at the time before he figures out Leia later on. But that, however long that was, 10 or 15 minutes, answered yeah. all the questions with the original trilogy, and just, it was so freaking good. Yeah. Um, so... uh did y'all were did y'all feel any sort of way about Riva in her moments or was it like okay cool like I thought it was good but I was so obsessed with mm -hmm. Darth and Obi Wan that I couldn't really focus on that I just kept being like okay get back to the party yeah, I, I kind of had... felt the same way about that like uh, there was so much going on with that fight that when we got to Riva I was just like it's not that it was a letdown but it was just like I was so enamored with what was going on with them two I was just, I I couldn't truly focus on her to be honest. Right. It reminds me of whenever me and Samuel talk about the, the first Thrawn the first Thrawn book back in canon. When you're first listening to it, it's cool to understand and learn who Arinda Price is. She, her back's up against the wall. The conglomerate's yeah. trying to take over her planet, and she's trying to do right by Lothal and her family and all this other stuff. But the, after the first time reading it, you're especially an audiobook, you're like, skip, 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 chapter eight wrong and you're like right. good 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 yeah i had similar uh feelings to when i watched uh the last jedi or when i go back to rewatch the last jedi with mm -hmm. like the whole finn and rose side arc like i'm infinitely less interested than i am in like the kylo and ray story arc so 
you know, I'm just kind of checked out. Maybe go get some more popcorn. Maybe go to the bathroom. Right. You know, we're done writing the space goats. Now we're back in. <laughs> now we're back in whatever Ray space and goats. Kylo are doing. Now I'm, I'm checked back in. You know, like right. the fathers are cool, but uh, I want to see Kylo and Snoke. You know, I think I could deal more with. Uh, what was the name of that? Can- Canto Bite. Canto Bite. If Rose didn't say. I just want to shove my fist through this whole beautiful, <laughs> lousy town. Worst I don't know if the word is it shove Worst line ever. Yeah, I don't is know. It... it might as well be. But yeah, the this impact lousy, is the same. This lousy, beautiful town. Yeah. Um, and we need more DJ. Can we get more DJ stories? I would love more DJ. Actually, I'd love like a DJ comic or like dude. A... You know what would have been sick is if. Uh, it, it's too much of a goody goody character in the end, but if Haja, if his character had been DJ, yeah, that'd have been because cool. freaking what's that guy's name, Benicio del Toro, he's looked the same for like 50 years, yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean, not changed he's, at all, yeah, he's looked like that for forever, anyways. Um, other standout moments for you guys, there's one obvious um, one that we're avoiding towards the end. I mean, Qui Gon, are we not going to talk about that? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything that. else that you want to talk about. Uh, I mean, I, I do, mean, but I'll, I'll, let's touch on Qui-Gon, though. Yeah. Go ahead, Samuel. I don't know, man. It's. Uh, I would. I. If there is a. Man, my light is falling. Sorry. If there is a season two, I, I want it to be nothing other than Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. That's all I want. Um, Dude, just because real. I I really 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 wanted to see them interact a little bit more and and see kind of the training and stuff that <clears throat> Obi Wan goes through with Qui Gon, but at the same time it was so cool just to see him and hear his voice and you know yeah basically be like yeah I was always here man like you just had to you just had to get ready um and I think yeah. it, I think it was he the goes perfect took you long enough note. yeah right. I yeah. think it was the perfect ending note because it like justifies the journey that. Obi-Wan's gone through in the mm-hmm. first, you know, however long of the show to really show that like it wasn't just about the kids, it wasn't just about Vader, it was about him becoming who he needed to be in the next season. And right. you know, that being validated by Qui-Gon saying, Hey, now you're ready. Obi-Wan, I guess this is kind of for later, but by the end of the episode, Obi-Wan becomes the man that four or five years later is full samurai in the desert yeah. against Darth Maul in the Twin Suns episode. Like seeing Obi-Wan over the course of the last two episodes, two or three, um, where he's holding the water back in mm-hmm. the Inquisitor's location. And yeah. then he's mentally in tune to like constantly throw himself on the fire and be the vessel of the force so that other people can escape and things. And then the, uh, um, in a in it, the the Obi Wan from Episode One would have just laid down and died whenever the rocks were slamming up against him, but the Obi Wan that has a deep desire to live within the will of the Force is the one that was able to hold that pressure up on the mm-hmm. Castle Inquisitor or Fortress Inquisitorius, hold up those rocks, and then dude, whenever he pushes them out, and then he runs and just it's like a quick jump. He's like, doop, yeah, and, like almost like a out, yeah. That was sick. Adam, what was your thought? You had something, you had a moment that stood out to you. Well, it had to do with that fight and the the last scene where the mask is broken open and such. And my moment has a caveat to it, but like 
the thing that that I was thinking of was at that moment, Darth Vader is or Anakin is, you know, like we said, he, he said, you know, Anakin's dead. You know, I killed him. But is that the final moment that um, that Obi-Wan has seen from episode episode four, where he says, I haven't felt this presence since. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? I mean, like, like that, that was the time. I mean, the, the caveat being that there's a season two and they meet again, but I'm just saying, I, that's just one of those things that I kind of felt like that could be it. Like, like the last time I felt this was when I had my face smashed open by Obi-Wan, you know, that's yeah. just, that, I yeah. think, that's just, you know, if there's a season two, could they force another showdown? Sure. But I think that the way that they ended their relationship now is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, especially that, um, Dude, you can ask uh, Tori when we were watching it and I saw that they were back in the castle and Mustafar and I was like, we're going to see the Emperor. There's got to be like, there's got to be a little powwow going on. And mm-hmm. so I was like, are we going to see him? Are we going to see him? And then you see the little hologram. I was like, there he is. There he is, babe. And, uh, you know, they kind of had their little chit chat. And it's fun to see them talking like in the weird master, but still friends kind of way that like you read about in Lords of the Sith. Um, mm-hmm. Where he's very much like the superior, but he also regards Vader as a friend in some way. It's a very strange relationship dynamic, but it's, yeah, I think it's carried I out think very well. It's a step below the relationship that Sidious and Plagueis had in the Darth Plagueis novel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a step below because of Vader's failure at the beginning of their master and apprentice relationship. I yeah. think Sidious wanted to have that closer relationship. And he's like, well, you screwed the pooch. Well, they yeah, want the if- job. If you read Plagueis, you know, it's like they're almost considered they consider each other equals almost. But right. um But and, and if you think about Revenge of the Sith, that's Sidious taunts Yoda and says, Darth Vader will be more powerful than either of us. Yeah. Well, and I mean that's the goal, right? That's the rule of two. But um right. I mean you don't you don't pick an apprentice unless you think he can outgrow you. But anyway, what I was driving at is um the conversation that Vader and Sidious have almost puts to rest Darth Vader's obsession with Kenobi where he says, you know, I only serve you that like, he doesn't serve his, he's nothing to me now. Yeah. It's, it's basically like a a declaration of, all right, you know, I guess I'll let it go, you know, and he sits back and he, I I don't know. It seems like, you know, the dog finally let go of the bone, you know, that, that Vader, I think Vader's not going to chase Kenobi anymore. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't think even if there is a season two, I don't think that, this plays a part in it at all. Yeah. Going back to I don't that, think so. that scene though, like yeah. visibly that shot was, I'm fabulous. Like I love mm-hmm. seeing the fire in the background and him sitting on mm-hmm. his throne and, and the hologram. I just, I just thought it was great. Well, I thought it was cool that like when they panned out Vader sitting on the throne, but the castle itself looks like Vader's face. I thought that was so yes. cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I'm obsessed with holograms in the sense that, they're see-through, but whenever you saw the back of Sidious's head, all you can see is his cloak. Like, <laughs> right? how does that work? You know what I mean? Like, this water bottle see-through, but I can see through it. But I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's a solid, but also see-through. <coughs> Anyways, but that kind of covers the two big main uh, new appearances when we talk about new characters every week. Mm-hmm. Um, Qui-Gon and, and Sidious, which is so interesting that... Um, let me let me go back to the that parallel thought. there. Yeah, y'all y'all hold me accountable to go back to that thought. 
a couple of moments that stood out to me before I don't want to, I want to do these in order. Um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi power stance that we see was raw yeah. and the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hello there to yeah. Luke Skywalker was raw. And I know you guys aren't as big into comics, but there's a series. I'll send you guys the link. Cause I know Adam, you're trying to get into them a little bit more and Samuel, yeah. it's just like seven little issues so you can get through it in a day but it's called from the journals of obi-wan kenobi and they've taken episodes from the main storyline from like 2017 on that talk that are on tatooine with obi-wan and uh on the cover is obi-wan with a tan jedi outfit on with the brown overcoat and around his neck there's goggles and i didn't realize it until after i'd mm. watched the finale interesting over the yeah. course of the season they're compiling these pieces where he has his own outfit but then he needs a new outfit because he's mm -hmm. all burnt up. And then he comes to grips with, I am still a Jedi. So he puts on the Jedi overcoat and then he's riding across the dune sea and he's, he's going far away and he, now he has to buy goggles and he looks just like that character. All that to say on the cover, he also has a gaffy stick and maybe season oh, two, cool. he gets the gaffy stick. That's cool. I'm um, fiending for some more Tusken Raiders. I haven't had my fix since the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, something We've else that was the really authority cool on was Tusken the, Raiders, right? Was oh, the repetition of the lines between Vader and Kenobi at the beginning of their fight. He's like, did you come here to destroy me, Obi-Wan? He says, I'll do what I must. I'll do what I must. But there was the adaptation now of Vader instead of saying, you will try. And he said, well, then you'll die. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a cool little shakeup of his like boost in confidence, but um, well, it's yeah. a parallel of him and Obi Wan, and mm -hmm. then it's a parallel of him and Ahsoka and Vader. Oh, okay. Then you will die. Is that what he says? That's from Rebels and Twilight gotcha. of the Apprentice. He's like, um, you know, you will not survive this or something like that. And Ahsoka says, "I'm not going to leave you again." And he goes, "Then you will die." You know, he leans into the mm -hmm. shot. So it's cool. The parallels there, um, the parallels of when he picks up his head and he says, you know, you didn't destroy Anakin Skywalker. I did. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, Anakin, what happened to you? And Ahsoka says that in, in Rebels. And he said, Anakin Skywalker was weak, so I destroyed him. Mm -hmm. So there's parallels there. And whether you hate it or not, sequels, haters, it also parallels to Kylo Ren. Mm. Your son was weak. Yeah, I destroyed him talking to Han Solo. Yeah, um, you had a thought, Samuel? Oh no, I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about all the cool lines that we got. Every time he said something that was like a reference to something, I was like, he said it. You know, yeah, I was just yeah. geeking out the entire time. Um, it's so interesting that we're still building off of their their fight from the flashback from last episode too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. your need for victory, it blinds you and it, bl it blinded him all the way to becoming a dark Lord of the Sith. And now he's bound to it. Cause it's the only thing he can do. Yeah. You know, whenever he's talking to Luke in episode six, he says, you don't know the power. And to me in episode five, when he says, you don't know the power, it's a lustful, like you got to try this. You don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't understand the power. But in episode six, there's almost a sadness. If you listen to that, we're on the catwalk coming out of the ATAT. Uh, ready to get on to the transport to take him to the emperor, take him to the emperor. Um, there's a moment where he's like, uh, it's too late for me. You don't know the power of the dark side. Like it's got me beyond my control at this point. It's even, those are different. Um, 
but I think that his need for victory blinding him and now he's chained to the master that he doesn't really he doesn't love him he needs him and he has you know what else is he going to do and then uh Obi-Wan's the opposite being on the defensive being the vessel and being a vessel of the force not making the force your victim not forcing yourself on the force as it were. Um, And then he gets to reunite with a master. He does love, he gets to walk into, and there's such peace that he leaves the cave because in episode four, he lives across in the middle of the dune sea or across the dune sea from Luke in a hut. So there's so much peace in his, in his heart from where he's at. He's leaving that cave. That's right around the corner from Luke with the binoculars. And he's going to go across the desert on the Yopi which is where he'll begin his training with Qui-Gon. It's like a perfect yin and yang between Vader and, and Obi-Wan at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think that's where we kind of headed. If we're going to step into the uh, new character segment, which is, excuse me, the parallel between uh, Kenobi getting to see Qui-Gon at the end and Vader talking with Palpatine at the end, where it's like they both, you know, gone their own ways. And now they're reconvening with like, the person who's going to give them their next steps that Vader's going further into the dark side and Kenobi is going further into the light side, both becoming stronger. I think that was a cool way to end it because it it still shows that they're like two sides of the same coin, you know, that they're, that they're still like doing the exact opposite. Yeah. And they should be side by side. Yeah. It made me so sad, dude. Like I know, I know the story. Yeah. But in the moment I'm captivated and I'm sleep deprived and I'm sick and it's 3 a.m. And he's like, Anakin, I'm sorry. And I'm like, Anakin, just humble yourself (laughs) to submit. Like that's, that wasn't olive branch a hundred percent. He wanted to to make it right. You know, when it was cool, I think for the lack of interest I have in the Reva arc, obviously in comparison to the Kenobi arc, I think it was cool that he was still the Jedi who is, a Jedi, you know, that he's saying you don't honor them by avenging them. You honor them by, by giving, you know, basically by giving grace to, to Luke, by not killing right. him, you honor them. You know, the yeah. upholding the Jedi ideal is what is the right thing to do. And to kind of like, he lost Vader, but he got Reva, you know, he like lost one Padawan, but got another one. And so mm. I think it was cool just to see that he's not, he's not selective in who he's trying to save. You know, he's like just doing the Jedi thing where he's saving everybody he can. Right. I think that's really cool. Do you think, okay. I talked about this uh, at the end of the live because I was, I was just thinking at the time, do you think, so the dark side of the force, keeping her alive through hatred, rage, revenge, all that jazz, the Darth Maul route, Mm -hmm. but she was still stabbed in her one human stomach. (laughs) There's no workaround. Do you think that when she let go of that hatred and rage and anger, should she have died? Uh, not if we're going to do the uh, force band-aid thing. But there's... See but in Rise of Skywalker. Correct, but Rey's the most powerful character like in that... Well, not in that trilogy, because Kylo's more powerful than her, but he's equally power, she's equally powerful to Kylo Ren, who's the son of Leia, who's the grandson of Vader, like Reva doesn't have that in the bag, and there's right. she has no knowledge of it. It's a gift to Ray. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I mean, it seems like I mean, there's definitely time for her to hit a back to tank on the way out to Tatooine. So I don't know how actually injured mm. she was. She seems like That's she was point. fine. 
because she wasn't doing the whole Kylo Ren punching herself in the stomach thing. You know, she yeah. seemed to be she seemed to be aces going up so, to Dolores Homestead. That's still so bad to the bone, dude. Yeah, we're not done yet. That's so sick. Okay, yeah. um, so I know we're a little uh, time restrained here, so let's move on to what's next, which is opening up the possibility for an Obi Wan season two. And if it does happen, what do you want to see? Adam, we'll let you go first just in case you need to duck out. And then we'll go with Samo. I'll go last and then we'll tune out. Honestly, I think we said it earlier. It's like I'm I'm satisfied where it was at. I don't need a s I don't need a season two. If there right. was one, I have no clue where I'd want it to go. Like just blatant honesty. I, I do. No, I, like I I'm satisfied the way it went. I really am. Right. I know exactly okay. what I'd like to see. What you got? Go for it. Um I if 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 there is a season two, and again, like I I fully agree that if there isn't a season two, I'm very satisfied with the story. I, I feel like for shows, it's one of the most right. complete stories, if not the most complete story we've gotten start to finish from the Disney franchise. Um, hmm. but I would like to kind of go the route of what George Lucas wanted the prequels to be, and kind of really really examine like the peculiarities and the intricacies of the Force. Oh, but, the sequels. Yeah, or what did I say? You said prequels. Yeah, that's kind of what he wanted with, the, like, he introduced midi chlorians, right? So right, he right. To kind of introduce, like, the more but yeah, they asked him. The force. Yeah, people have asked him since the sequels, like, what would you have done differently? And he was like, you would have hated mine. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just almost like, almost where it's, like, minutia, but I just, like, I want to know all the ins and outs. But I want it to end at the Twin Sons from Rebels. I want to see live-action Kenobi versus Maul. Because that's really, like, that's the end of, you know, kind of the the Kenobi saga. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's yeah. like the last remaining show transfers over to Luke from there. Yeah. Transfers over to Luke from there. I agree. Okay. Here's my idea. Okay. Ready? Something needs to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. We went all over the place this season, so we could go anywhere. Some way we end up on Naboo and I want to see a Jar Jar Obi-Wan oh Kenobi reunion. God. Um, then we get right back to Tatooine. <laughs> I just I want the Jar Jar reunion. Any, I don't think there's any love lost between Kenobi and Jar Jar. He seems to hate him from start to finish. Why do I feel like we've picked up another pathetic life form? Right. Meaning the one we just picked up is clearly pathetic. Um, okay, but for real, that would just be for Joe. If they were like, if someone on the inside had a crush on me and they wrote it to have Jar Jar okay. in there, that'd be great. Realistically, what I would love is I would love for we stay on Tatooine and as much as I complained about being on Tatooine for the whole book of Boba Fett, we stay on Tatooine the entire time. And what we're working on is we're working on the deep concepts of the cosmic force. I want to, I want to see Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Yoda convening somehow through the cosmic force. Um, I want to, I want to travel to the other side. Like, you know, Stranger Things has the upside down and Star Wars has the world between worlds. There's got to be somewhere inside the cosmic force, even if it's just for 30 seconds where you see the master and apprentice short story by Claudia Gray moment taking place where mm -hmm. Qui-Gon is tearing himself away from the cosmic force to become a part of the, the land of the living to commune with Obi-Wan, something like that. Um, second to that, I want to see, um, some of the stuff from the Kenobi novel where Obi-Wan yeah, finds a way to fantastic. create peace between 
the moisture farmers in the Tuscans, at least in one part of Tatooine, which will include Plug Eye, who's the jewel-eyed Tuscan Raider. Still want to see her on screen. And I would love for them to incorporate the comics uh, showdown with Black Kersantan because Black Kersantan didn't have a scar. The big scar he has in the Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi gave him. I would love to see that showdown. They already have the freaking $75,000 costume or however much it costs to make. <laughs> and then besides that, I agree. I'd love to see it finish at Twin Suns. We already have a live action Ezra uh, character far in the future, which is that guy that keeps hinting at being in the Mandalorian and stuff. Um, but you also have the guy that did the voice of Ezra, who kind of looks like the character. He could play young Ezra in the desert, have... Um, if my personal preference have Ray Park come do the physical and Sam Whitworth do the voice, um, that's my personal preference. I think solo having Ray do the physical and Sam doing the voice was sick. Um, and I knew that there were rumors that Maul that. was the main villain from this season before it got changed to Vader, you know, and I don't know what Ray Park's relationship with Lucasfilm is right now, but anything can be fixed. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. so those are my thoughts. Um, but yeah, we loved it. We were happy with it. If we don't get more Obi-Wan, we can rest. If we get more, we'll be up at 2 and 8, 2 a.m. launch day to watch it. <laughs> yes, we will. Cool. Absolutely. Um, so awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning into the Chiss Ascendancy. Like I said before, if you're new to the channel, and I hope you enjoyed this review, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all of our socials, um, and turn on that notification bell so you can see when we're putting out shorts and clips and things like that. Um, so thank you guys once again for tuning in. And remember... The Force will be with you always. Also remember, the only family you have here is me. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>